This is a crowd podcast. You're listening to Fucks Given, a guide to first dates. Hi, Reed. Hi, Florence. Hello. We're a little bit stressed out because we've just had like 40 minutes of technical issues when we had already spent this afternoon sorting out the technical issues. Sometimes technology just does not want to do what it wants. Oh my God. I have like so many updates, Reed. Like so many since the last recording. That sounds sounds delightful. So I have been in LA for over a week now. And we haven't recorded an episode for over two weeks, I think, maybe even longer. And oh my God, like in the last episode, I guess we left it on the cliffhanger of me having my fuck dick appointment basically on my last day in London. Oh yeah, we didn't have a chance to talk about that. Didn't we? No. Shit. No, we haven't. Mm-hmm. and I was like gonna fuck on the balcony gonna do all these things and like so excited <sighs> we did not fuck on the balcony and I'm so oh. annoyed about it I'm sorry so pissed off because I asked him via text before if we could do that and then we didn't do it and like you know during sex when you're a submissive and like you're not like you don't want to be in control so I didn't want to be like let's go to the balcony so I just didn't do that and I'm regretting it massively um yeah that's tough there were a lot of things about that fuck that wasn't that didn't live up to my expectations um Mm. One, I didn't orgasm and usually he's like really like on that and he just wasn't that time. And two, it was kind of weird fucking in an empty flat. We like fucked in the kitchen. Like I was like bent over the kitchen counter and like it was good, but like uncomfortable. It must be so and... like weird and and dry and it's just not your home anymore. It's like... Yeah, I also had no lube with me, so it was dry in so many areas. It was like one of those like spit in the hand moments to lube up. (laughs) So too much friction. Um, And then like, I had like these two hours set out aside for us and I swear he was gone in 45 minutes. And like, also he blocked my fucking toilet before he left by like drying his sweat, sweaty body with like the remaining tissue that I had in the flat. And he put it all down the toilet at the same time. Fuck. So when I came back up to the flat after, cause I kind of walked him to his car and then sat in the cafe. Um, when I came up back up to the flat, I was like literally just about to have my keys over, looked in the bathroom and the toilet wasn't flushing. I was like, no. oh my fucking God. And Reed, I had to put my hand in the toilet to unplug <gasps> it. No, Florence. I cannot ever see you doing that. What the hell? Yeah. 
because this guy had literally just like the guy I was checking out, like giving away keys to had literally just rung the buzzer. And I was like, fuck, I need to unclog the toilet right this second. Just like rolled up my sleeve, dashed my hand down into the toilet bowl, <laughs> rummaged around with a tissue and then hit flush and it flushed. Yeah. I'm so proud of you for doing that. That is that is a real DIY moment. I'm very proud. <laughs> Something Florence never would have done. No, no. It, it sounds yeah. like that so, fuck was like, just didn't hit like expectations. It didn't at all. It didn't. There's just no, and it also hasn't afterwards either. Like I've been very clear of communication with him and the fact that like, I really need like aftercare and it, he just hasn't checked in like at all since then. And mm. what's really fucking annoying about it is that I was finding it so hard to be sad and like vulnerable and like feel emotions about leaving. And I fucking mm. cried in front of him because he mm. was giving me this like intimacy and he was saying like all the right things. And it's just like, I cried and like was really like upset and like you didn't check in afterwards. And it's yeah. really put a bad taste in my mouth about the whole thing. And then I'm just being like, wow, this whole arrangement was just totally on your thing. And I was just kind of like going along with it because I was like, I just needed the sex and I wanted the sex with him. But like, really, it just wasn't on my terms. It didn't sound like it was the last fuck that you needed and, and that you deserved. That's really tough. Not Have you spoken all. about any of this with him? I haven't. And I've like been toying with the idea of like sending a voice note saying anything and I just haven't. And I don't know whether it just doesn't, I don't know. It doesn't feel because we weren't like in a relationship and we weren't like seeing each other. It just seems a bit like, oh, like I'm moaning about our last fuck and we would just had a fuck buddy relationship and I wanted more, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. That's how I feel about it. I, don't, I, f yeah. I would feel like I was just moaning at him. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely feels like there's still a lot of emotion involved. So maybe now wouldn't be the best time to talk with him about it. Maybe it's one of those situations yeah. to like unpack in therapy and, you know, get a different perspective and figure out how you feel. And then if you still feel like there's something holding to it, just because you weren't together in a relationship, yeah. I don't think you... You, you know, that, that's not fair on you to say. It doesn't mean that nothing happened between you and him and you're left feeling hurt yeah. and shouldn't say anything. I think the whole thing just made me feel, yeah, I just felt used. Mm. That's kind of how I ended up feeling that last time. And it kind of just put, it almost put a damper on all the other times as well. Yeah, which is such a shame because it's like so, you yeah. had great sex up until the last moment. It just completely ruined it all. Yeah, because at the moment, you know, we we don't know what he might have been going through that day. Maybe he was going to cancel but didn't and his head wasn't yeah. into it and couldn't say no or for whatever reason. I'm not, yeah. not saying that. We just don't know what his situation I was. gave him a fucking chair. He had one of my chairs. Oh, like physically gave him a chair. I thought you meant like I gave him a chair to do a lap dance on. But yeah, yeah, you gave him a chair for free. <laughs> which is really, really I nice. You gave him of a you. chair for free. But Reed, what's been going on with you? What's been going on with me? Um, I'm doing a bit better. I've been having some really good therapy sessions. Um, I've had my birthday. Yes. Yay. 
32 Yay, years old. Happy birthday. It was really fun. Um, I, I wanted to talk about like hangover, hangover sex and birthday sex. Because um, I've had a lot of that birthday <laughs> recently. Birthday sex. Um, I think Florence Florence and I both saw the same post or Florence sent me it's a post from Vice talking about hangover sex and I thought it was really interesting because I get so horny like not it made me realise what kind of horny I feel because in this post it was talking about why we get hangover horny Um, and a lot of what it was saying was like you know we feel we feel vulnerable and so we need validation which I thought was interesting because I'd never really seen it like that. Wow. For me, it's like, yeah, I, yeah, I was like, I, that, that would make so much sense, right? But, um, yeah, and it's very possible that my body's doing that. But this is like a body horn, you know, instead of a head horn, my head's like, yeah. please, I don't want to have sex. I like, I literally like, I feel sick. The idea of fucking someone's just too much right now. But my literal body is like aching for it. My nipples are more sensitive. I can feel my pussy throbbing. Like it is like a like a guttural reaction of like I need to fuck. Um, and so all the random. comments, all the comments. I thought loads of people would would agree and be like, yeah, I get like yeah, I get. Oh my god, I can't say the word. I get horny when I'm hungover. Um, but loads of, loads of people were like, no, who feels like this? This is so weird. Like it, it was, I couldn't find a single comment that was like, yeah, I feel like this. I was like, oh shit. Like, but then is it just us two in the entire world that just gets horny and hungover? There's got to be people listening to this podcast going like, yeah, yeah, I get really horny. I mean, I just want, I guess, I guess like I'm just, I would be horny fucking anyway. Like that's my <laughs> thing. I don't know if I'd like, be more horny if I had a hangover, apart from the it, the fact for me that I think hangover sex is a thing is that I'm in bed for longer and I'm lounging for longer, mm. which means that there's more opportunity, opportunity yeah, to get laid. Yeah. yeah, or just, yeah, it's like that lazy hungover Sunday yeah. where you're just in bed, you're eating yeah. shit, you're hanging out. But like, I, or you're I, masturbating I, loads. Yeah, so but that, that's what I mean, you know, even if I'm not in bed with anyone, I'm sitting there like wanking all day. Yeah. And I'm, is it I'm because hate, you're I'm just in it. bed all day though? I'm in bed a lot, Florence. <laughs> I spend a lot of, I didn't get out of bed until one today because I was, I love, I love my bed, uh, I love working from bed, I'm very much a bed person, it's my safe space, but I don't sit yeah. there wanking, I didn't wank at all today, but when I was hungover, I'm sitting there going like, oh my god, like I feel so awful, oh, it feels so like physical, like I can feel it in my pussy hole, man, it's just like my, <laughs> my pussy hole's like, I don't know. I, it's, and your butthole I, apparently. Yeah, oh my god, and the anal when I'm hungover, the only time I've ever enjoyed yeah. anal when I'm hungover, the, the one time you're yeah. not supposed to have anal. Um, and I want anal, it's so bizarre. So yeah, birthday sex was very much like, I knew what I wanted, and I said what I wanted. And I was like, yeah, I want you to eat me out for this time, and then I want you to fuck me. Oh, I want you to eat me out with sex toys. Fuck me. Wait. And, yeah. Mm. You asked him to eat you out? And that was I your know. birthday treat. Yeah. You don't even like oral sex that much. Has this changed? Like, what's happened? I think I'm coming around to it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm getting there, I guess. Um, yeah. I'm starting to feel more comf- comfortable and confident with it, mainly because I'm asking what I want more. And 
prepping mm. the time, not thinking like, oh my God, he's going to be bored after like five minutes. Of course, I'm not going to fucking come in five minutes. I, I more just have to be like, are you no. prepared to go down on me for like 30 minutes to an hour, please? Like, can <sighs> we make this work? Um, of course, take breaks, use sex toys. Um, and yeah, yeah, it was very, very delightful. Still Ooh. a challenge. I'm still not over my headspace yet and losing focus and struggling. And yeah. Also stopping and starting a lot. Like uh, there's a lot of times that I'm just like, oh, nah, like let's just give up. I'm not going to. And it's almost like need the encouragement to be like, no, 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 come on. Just keep on going. Oh, we got this. Yeah. yeah so so um, with your birthday sex, did you just have like something that you were going to, like you, you basically said, Sam, this is what I want for my birthday. And he just did it. Is that what happened? Yes, I think I asked at the wrong moment when we were both really tired and like falling asleep and potentially going to go to bed. So it wasn't the best timing on my part. I really should have like pre, you know, like pre said this, like um, for my birthday on this day. But then again, it was a hangover day, you know, Um, I should have really planned it. And also don't want to plan it in case you feel too horrendous. Um, But I think next time it's made me realise that for birthday... I would like to ask and I would like to like know exactly what somebody would want for their birthday sex beforehand so I can like prep and plan. Yeah, especially as you're into like more kinky stuff and that does need planning, really. Yes, because after I had this birthday sex, I was like, shit, there, there was like a lot I could have asked for. I could have been like, I want you to tie me up. I want you to do a tickle set. I want you to do this. You used your hand too early, basically. I know this episode's about first dates and I had an excellent first date at the weekend. Yay! Congratulations, take a bow. I'm very, very happy for you. A successful first date is really, really hard to come by. It's really rare. First date out here and it was like success. I was like, wait, what? (laughs) So where do you find dates and can you get a date anywhere but apps? We've spoken about like the meet cute idea on the podcast before and oh my god Reed, I know that we went back on the meaning but I heard someone else define it in exactly the same way that we did define it so like I feel like maybe it's been like meet cute is just a tv turn term but I think now people have adapted it to me what we said it meant which meant meeting someone in real life yeah organically without apps included organically language changes all the time it would make sense so yeah maybe we should just stick to meet cute i think we should just own it just own that meet cutes do exist outside of dating apps (laughs) they are rarer but that's i think that's because we're finding it harder to put ourselves out there in person it's scarier these days because we rely and we fall so heavily on dating apps yeah, and, and like well. I, I'm not gonna lie. Like I find all my dates on dating apps. I like the only yeah, date that same. I have had not on a dating app was with the Viking guy who I met at your party. Yeah, mm-hmm. and th- that's the only way that's... you can really. I mean, you're more likely to meet someone to have a meet you if you're going to events and parties where there are more people there. But it's yeah. Or like the random time where I met that motorbike guy on top of the mountain oh God, in Calabasas. Stop. That's the meet cute. <laughs> that's, 
that is the meet cute. And like we started chatting on Instagram after that and we it could have potentially gone into a date. So like it happens. Also, I feel like I've been in loads of situations since moving here where I'm like in the grocery shop or sitting at like a little cafe in Silver Lake or whatever. And I'm looking around and I'm thinking, damn, there's some hotties out here. But also there are hot, there are always hot people walking around, right? But it's whether or not you're open yourself and yeah. opening yourself. It's whether or not you're opening yourself to see that. And if you see someone hot, not to just go, that person's hot, to actually make the first move to go and speak to them yeah, or to get noticed or to, you know, just, just be mm-hmm. upfront. The best thing you can do is just, I mean, I love it to pieces where it's like, hey, you're really fit and I wanted to ask if you were single. That's such a <laughs> That's simple way line. too much for me. Oh, That's... come on, man. It's so good. And you get such like a fucking thrill. Yeah, you're adrenaline drunkie. I don't know. Like, I feel like you could start a conversation. So I, I was sitting in a cafe yesterday and I was waiting for my friend to arrive. And in the meantime, two guys sat next to me at the table. And I felt like if I had wanted to, like I could have just like started a conversation by like, oh, do you know like what's good here? I'm like new to town or like, you know, you could easily start a conversation about something mm-hmm. random with a stranger. Like even in the grocery shop, like, oh, could you reach that thing for me at the top of the shelf? Or like, yeah. you know, there's, mm-hmm. there's, there's ways you can like start the conversation. And if, I feel like if someone thinks that you're hot or so, they'll take the bait and like continue chatting. I don't know. Cause I don't think necessarily, how many times have you chatted to somebody you not think? thought they were hot and then they've, you know, it, the signs haven't been clear or they've been oblivious. I think it's different for women where, we're basically terrified that every bloke coming to talk to us is hitting on us. You know, uh, like even in the fucking gym today, I was like, I can't tell if you're being nice. Like, are you, you going to hit on me? It's, we've been set up. That's the way that we see the world. It's so different the other way around. It's so like, I feel like, and this is a stereotype and very generic. Women have to be way more obvious about it to men. Um, I mean, they, this is sometimes very true. Sometimes they do pick up on the hints and they're like, oh, she said hello to me. Therefore, she must want to fuck me. That's fair enough. That's like a whole different thing. But it's rare to find. And also it's the guys that don't notice it, the ones that you most likely want to be with because they're not like fucking looking for a fuck at any any second they can. Moving to a new place is a very different opportunity, I think, to meet people because you almost have the excuse to be like, hey, I'm new to town, like... I was. I need some friends, or like I need some advice, yeah, can you give or me advice? Yeah, all absolutely. of yeah, all of that stuff. But I do think that you know, dating and first dates, the way that the world is and has gone. Like we're talking about real life things, but it's just not what happens. We all yeah. use dating apps, and I feel like that's where, like, primarily we're dating because. Mm-hmm. I think it almost makes things that, ha- that happen in person less sexy and less obvious because we're just like, we're already chatting to the people that we want to date or virtually. Yeah. We, I mean, we've, it's almost like we've closed that door. We can't meet people out yeah. and about. It's also scarier. We feel protected because we're hiding behind a, a screen, uh, an element of anonymity, mm-hmm. of 
like you know typing it allows us time to think about what we want to say because we're we're scared about saying the wrong thing or saying something stupid or maybe losing our chance but or a lot of that fear of rejection which is like oh maybe they've already got a partner and they're not interested and instead of seeing that as like oh okay well cool thanks for being honest with me we see that as like we take it as hurt and rejection that's so um, true yeah it we, feels like, it like really rejection in real off. life yeah it really can do um whereas it's like when like you're like on you dating just... apps everyone's available <laughs> yes you know 100 percent they're available and and they might yeah. not even be fucking available that's the cheek of it is that they might be you know they might even have a partner that they're cheating on they might be un- like emotionally mm-hmm. unavailable they might like just be putting their fake mm-hmm. self out there it's so hard to know just to get laid yeah yeah, yeah, it's okay, actually well, fucking minefield. Dating is a minefield. How do we do it successfully? That is the question. I don't think we've question. ever known. We've never known how to do it from like caveman times all the way up to yeah. now. It's always just humans making errors and mistakes and bumbling through life trying to make things work. And I think that's okay. I think we just have to accept that. We're going to make mistakes. Yeah. Things are going to be awkward. I've I've been talking to a few people on dating apps recently and I feel like there's almost a diff like a quite a significant difference between the ones that I like haven't really like fully like made a committed date with or like to the one that I actually did go on and went really well which could be kind of signifiers of like what go like how how should it be going at the beginning and Mm -hmm. I think what is was really important was actually like having interest expressed like you want to be like I really want to go on a date with this person like I think they're super attractive and like Mm -hmm. I want to chat to this person there needs to be like an enthusiasm for that otherwise it like never happens like just make if you would make it happen if you really wanted to. If you really wanted them, yeah, you would make it happen. Like no excuse. For me, I feel like I know straight away almost. Like mm-hmm. f- by the end of the first date, I will know if it was good or not. And I won't need to like have another date to find that out. It's supposed to be that mad fact where it's like you know if you're attracted to someone within the first 5 minutes of meeting them. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But I think we just we also push and put ourselves and like force ourselves to go on to stay through dates or to date longer than we should have because we're like we're desperate to find love and company and and that like Mm. you know that idea of of being with somebody and marriage and kids that's basically what we've all been told we like makes us worthy as people which is so messed up but we put ourselves that's why we 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 ignore red flags as well because we're just like 100 percent Oh, but and maybe it'll be what, different. What I find really wild in my process in the last week was kind of getting to LA and being like, oh, I don't really know what I want anymore. Like things are a little, little bit different. And I kind of had in my mind and I had this like almost this manifestation thing on my lock screen on my phone, which was like, I'm creating the relationship I want by standing in my truth and setting my boundaries. And whilst that was like really great to have on my lock screen, on Friday, I was like, actually, I changed it. And it was a lot more like, I choose to live life in love with myself and my own life. Yeah, nice. And that was the day where I met someone that was actually nice. 
that's some good Which change is of kind thinking. Of weird. Um, so I think there's something to the way that you go into dating as well, because if you're, it's like what you were saying, if you're like almost desperately looking for something, you're never going to find, well, you're going to ignore all the red flags, basically. It's not that you'll never find it. It's like you will ignore the red flags. And people can tell if you're desperate. Like people, it's, it's really like, unfortunately off-putting. So it's not until you're, it's that, you know, the tale old time of, you know, waiting until you're finally comfortable and then you find the right person. You can still meet someone and go through that healing process, even when you least expect it. Because like shit happens. But um, when you are really searching for something, I think it does, it gives out a different person than what you actually are. And that can like attract the wrong people. Uh, well, we've gone through the prefix on getting a date. So what happens when you're on the date? You know, like, what is oh it God, like I, when you're I, on a first date? <laughs> oh, God, the, the anxiety, the feelings, the nervousness. I really hate, like, the... the um, What is it? The anticipation of dates is, is really, mm. like bad for me like I always feel super nervous about what to talk about because I overthink what I'm going to talk about before oh, yeah but I think what's really important is actually just to go in without any preconceptions of like what to discuss because I feel like it just comes up naturally and that's the best way to do it rather than having like a set of conversation topics or things that you want to ask. Yeah, I think for the most part, first dates are terrifying. Uh, I remember my sister saying, she was like, I hate first dates. I just want to like jump in on a situation like 10 dates down the line. And I was really, that really was a massive feel for me. uh, Yeah, I feel exactly the same way. Exactly the same way. I'm sorry, I just want to be comfortable with you already. Yeah. But I think that's also like when you... You can thing is you can feel that on dates. Mm. Like after like the first hour or something, like you can feel comfortable already. Mm-hmm. And that's when it's like a good date, right? Yeah, it's like I pushing feel. past the uncomfortability. Yeah, yeah, you can feel really, really comfortable. Um I think a lot of it could be to do with like again like insecurities, uh, anxiety, social Mm. anxieties. There are so many factors that could be putting you off doing that first date, but you're never going to get a partner. You're never going to get the thing that you want without that first date. You almost need to have it. So it's almost like that radical acceptance of, okay, fine, let's do a first date and it's okay if it's shit. Let's just go for a shit first date. Get out of the way with. Yeah, but then also I feel like you have the power to put yourself in a date that's going to work for you. So, like, if you don't drink, then don't go to a bar. Like, Absolutely. if you don't like sitting in front of someone at a bar, then don't do not do that. It's kind of boring. Like, do something fun. Do something interesting that you're going to have something to talk about. Like, the first day that I went on the other day, he was like, oh, I don't drink, so maybe we shouldn't go to a bar. And I was like, how about we go and sit in silence next to each other for about two hours and go to my favorite cinema. And he said he was down and I was like, that's a really weird first date because obviously you're both (laughs) sitting silent next to each other. But it was like such a good bonding experience because we watched this crazy film and we were both like baffled, like 
motion sick and like <laughs> laughing and being like oh my god like throughout the whole film so it was, so it was like such like a bonding experience without mm-hmm. having to have like the awkward we're sitting in front of each other and we're learning about each other for the first time it the so we had like an activity and now going forward like we have this thing to talk about as well because we experience something together yeah i mean cinema can be a great first date and if it works it works even if the film is shit it can still be great you can still laugh at the shit film yeah um yeah. Same with walking, like, you know, after lockdown when everyone was uh-huh. going on walking dates, they were so good because you're standing I side by side. walking dates. Yeah, and you're not necessarily looking at each other in the eye, in the face. It, like, takes away a lot of that awkwardness. Um, mm-hmm. It's just it's just about being creative on your first dates, I think. Oh, my God, like, what is it? Mini golf. Mini golf is great. You've got something to do, something to keep you busy. You don't have to stare in front of each other. Same with like, um, yeah. what is it, in like darts, um, flight club in Bowling. London's amazing. Bowling's great. Um, shuffleboard, mini golf. I absolutely, I thought I was going to hate mini golf and I had the best time doing mini golf. Exactly. There was something about the cinema for me that was particularly good because it was like a place that I really liked. I was comfortable mm-hmm. in. So I... If, if it was familiar to me, I think that's what made me feel more comfortable being there. And I was like, yeah. wow, look at this cool place. And like showing something that I really love off to this new person, mm-hmm. which was cool. Yeah, that's, I think we can be creative. You know what, if, you're, if, you're, if you feel comfortable going to a bar and having a drink with someone, you do that. But if you don't, then there there are other ways. You can create the perfect first date for you. And if you suggest yeah. something and they're not into the idea, then just don't try anymore, you know? Because it's it might not be that they're that invested in into it. I mean, yeah, but like dates like that are just so much more fun. And if you if it's a bad date, then at least you kind of had a fun time. I want to talk about what happened on my date. Okay, let's go. What happened on your date? So yeah, we had like a really nice evening of texting back and forth before the date. And then we re- like decided to do the date the next day. So this is all very like, you know, how we've spoken about before, like don't long it out. Yes, thank you. Big, nice big one. factor. So like texting the first night, booking in a date for the next day going to the cinema, having like a really good like chat sesh before the film started. Mm. And then by the end of the cinema being like, doing that thing where you're like, oh, shall we touch? Shall we touch arms? Shall we touch shoulders? Yeah. And like- That's cute. And then he actually did invite me back to his after the film. He was just like, would you want to come back to mine? And I am still like a bit jet lagged. So I was just like, I think I want to go home because I'm really tired, but I really appreciate the offer. Like I would really love that, but maybe another time. Um, And then we got into the lift and he put his arm around me and we just had like a really like easy first kiss in the elevator up to the car park. And it was just really, (laughs) it was really cute. And then we said goodbye by the cars which was so weird this is just such a weird coincidence this is like a massive car park block and we parked our cars separately right next to each other okay that is kind of spooky all right i'll give you that (laughs) 
super spooky. Yeah. Um, and and then we just had like a really lovely kiss by the cars and he was so sweet. And he was just like, wow. <laughs> oh, those are, the, those are the things that make it a nice date. Someone like being very engaging and sort of almost like yeah. letting their guard down. I feel like that's, mm-hmm. that's what makes a date special is yeah. just seeing like a glimmer of not just this like I'm a, I'm a person trying to be fucking cool all the time. It's such a turn off. It's just like, yeah. yeah. It was so refreshing to mm-hmm. just hear nice things, like, um, like so, like, compliments and just, like, being, like, even the, the way that he was just like, would you like to come back to mine? It was just so easy. It didn't feel forced in any kind of way. And I honestly left that date grinning so hard. <laughs> and I, like, had the, just, like, just the cutest little drive home where I was just like singing to music and I just had that like warm like fuzzy feeling inside and I was just like that was very unexpected very unexpected it's when it makes you realize that all the other dates have been shit and like forced and awkward or uncomfortable when you finally walk away from a good one you're like okay right yeah that's that's a good date yeah very very sweet and we had like a cute little text when we got home and the next day asked each other what we were up to in the day and we decided to hang out the next day nah like, like immediately. i love that absolutely it's it, perfect timing as well if you haven't spent too long yeah like you know creating the idea of somebody through text or somebody like faking the person that they actually are you've met with each other really yeah. quickly and it's been successful. Yeah. And then you've just hung out casually the next day too. That's so nice. Yeah. Because we both woke up and we were like, oh, I want to see you again. Yes. Oh my God. Love the same page action. So good. And it was very sweet. We went out for lunch and then we went to the beach and there was a sunset. Not planned. <laughs> Had a little smooch by the sunset on the beach. <laughs> and then we went back to his there was like a roaring fire in his bedroom. A I'm not roaring even fire. I'm dead. <laughs> I'm setting up the romance. Um, his place was fucking amazing. And he's into like nerdy shit that I'm into, like Pokemon stuff, gaming. He does Twitch. Yes. Mm-hmm. So cool. good. Um, and we had sex. Nice. <laughs> But, and, I mean it sounds like oh, a perfect perfect um storm. It was a perfect storm and the sex was very very good. He went down on me for ages and I had a really great orgasm. In fact, he gave me two two, two orgasms two orgasms. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> we it was just really really sweet. Um and guess what? You know, I've been suffering with hives. Yeah. And they yes. haven't like gone away and they've been stress hives. No joke. I woke up the next day and like they were basically all gone. That's that's like, absolutely crazy. All I needed was some good orgasms and dick. That yeah. was all I needed. That's the cure. I'm very, yeah, very excited. Um, seeing him again tomorrow. <laughs> And we just, yes, yeah, to be really, really sweet. So I'm excited, but not putting too many expectations on at the same time. 
I feel like I had um, quite a good red flag, green flag thing happen in the last week. So like the first guy that I was chatting to, we hung out and then he had proposed to see me the next day. And then when the next day happened, didn't hear from him until like an hour before we were supposed to be. And then I phoned him up, no reply. And then he phoned back and he was just like, oh, sorry. Like I overbooked, made too many plans. Uh. And I, I, I went, I told Kelsey about it and she was just like, if he wanted to see you, he would see you. Like, I'm sorry, but that's just how simple it is. And I was just like, that's the red flag in that situation yeah. is someone like making excuses not to see you because if it's it's true. And then like the, the opposite happened to me the following weekend. Yeah, yeah. People, I think people as well cling on to it because they really, they, you know, they run away with the fancy. They really like this person. They think they know but they've ended up like building yeah. this idea of a person in their heads. I mean, we all fucking do it. Um, if they're not giving you the time of day, if they're not wanting to meet up with you and you want to meet up with then yeah, just, just say goodbye and move on. If they come crawling back, then that's on them and you get to make that choice. But don't stop waiting for somebody to want to spend time with you. Yeah, because you're worth spending time with and you need to see that you're worth that mm-hmm. before someone's going to do it. Yeah, absolutely. What other red flags would you say when you were dating? <laughs> um, red flags would be like trauma dumping, really oversharing on... Yes. And that's for all genders, not just men. Because I've done it before. Yeah. I've been in a bad place and I go on a date and I feel like I've got a connection. So I want to tell them everything dark that's going on. And that's just terrifying to sit sit in front of. Um, yeah. And feeling like even if you feel yeah. like they're, they want to listen, because, of course, you're not going to be like, sorry, you talking about, you know, like this really horrible situation. I don't want to hear it. It's too triggering for me. They're just going to sit there and listen and act interested. But it's going to be really hard for them to hear. Um there is something to be said for being honest about your situation, but you don't need to go into deep detail. You know, like, oh, I've, I've, I've been mm-hmm. having a really tough time with this situation, but we won't talk about that now. Let's talk about something nice and cheerful. Um, you know, what, what did you do last weekend? You know, that kind of thing. Everyone always yeah. says that um, talking about your ex on a date is a red flag, but I actually disagree if it's done in like a good way. I think it's okay to bring up past relationships because it was part of your life Mm -hmm. and it almost gives you an insight into that person. So if this is a red flag, if they bring up their ex and they were like, oh my God, they were crazy. They were doing this. They like, oh yeah, you know, like the breakup was really like, really, yeah. If the breakup was really like, oh my God, it was totally their fault. They were in Mm -hmm. the wrong. I never did any of this. Um, that would be a massive red flag for me. Uh, yeah, like, because there's no accountability. Absolutely. Yeah, run run a mile. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's never just the one person. And like, I guess there could be cases where your ex was a fucking dick, but like, don't then bitch about it, I think. Oh yeah. If you're bitching about it, then you've got some unfinished business right there. I actually went on a couple of dates with someone who was still living with their ex 
back when I was in London. And even if they're over it, that's still such a ver- like a very tricky situation to navigate. More hassle than it's worth. Complicate. Yeah, very way more hassle. Yeah, avoid, avoid. I feel like we're still really trying to figure out the dating game ourselves. And there's yeah. it's, it's never easy. It's never easy. So we can't give you like hard and fast advice here you if anything ever feels like wrong in your gut and you're questioning it like that's usually a red flag yeah yeah if you're asking your friends hmm, he did this and red flags exactly. are okay they're okay that people have red flags um if you bring them yeah. up with that person if you feel comfortable to or you know communicate it with them and depending yeah. on how they behave i think that can also help you with the yeah. red flag situation oh. Some, something you just said really reminded me of like another thing. Like, yeah, if you date someone and you're going to your friends like, oh yeah, they did this, this, what do you think? What do you think about this? That's a red flag, I feel. Because if you really liked this person and you really wanted to date them, you wouldn't be going to your friends and being like, what do you think of this situation? You would just be like, oh my God, I met this person and they're really great and this and this and this. I mean, people do make mistakes and you're allowed to, you're allowed, just communicate. I think just communicate. Um, (gasps) Yeah. Also a massive green flag. I asked this new guy to get an STI test and he literally booked it in for the next day. Oh my God. He needs a fucking He was like, yes, oh my God. I know. (laughs) Yes. So this is very what we like to see, impressed. Florence. Yeah, very impressed. If if somebody's going weird, if you're asking to get an STI test sorted and they're going weird about it, run, red flag, run. Yeah. I even thought that like in America, it would be harder for people to do it and like they would be more reserved about doing it. But like, mm. no, just easy uh, peasy, lemon squeezy. Good. Yeah. Okay, ghosting. is it ever okay to ghost i think (laughs) that sometimes in the dating process on apps it's okay what and i I don't think it's okay is after you've physically seen each other so yes i would agree with you with the ghosting part in a different kind of way. I feel like ghosting is only acceptable when both of you are on the same page and you both lose the contact, which is, I think, why people ghost. Because they're hoping the other person feels the same way. True, yes. I do agree with that because there's a guy that I was talking to on a dating app and... I was like, when I was really busy sorting things out before going, I was just like, hey, do you mind if we just like reconnect when I'm actually there? And he's like, I saw that he reached out again Mm. to be like, hey, I tried texting you, but it didn't go through because I changed my number. Um, (laughs) And I haven't replied yet. And I feel like in that case, because he's reached out again, I do have to reply. Yeah, absolutely. I think... I think it's like a moral obligation if someone has like messaged you twice or has kept yeah. messaging you, then it's like, okay, um, they clearly are showing yeah, interest exactly. and that's when you need to communicate. Like, and it's so hard. We're not saying it's fucking easy. It's just, you have to be honest and say like, 
hey, like, I'm sorry, this isn't going to work out at the moment. Or um, yeah. I don't I don't see or us I met someone different. connecting. <laughs> yeah, I met someone else. My yeah. situation's different. We should come up with a rejection handbook, like the Come Curious Guide to Saying No. I did it the other day. Like, um, someone sent me a picture of their face. At least it wasn't a dick pic, but a picture of their face saying, come sit on my face. And I left it because it really annoyed me. Um, and then yes. a couple of a couple of days later, I came back to them and I was like, "Hey, just to be clear, I really wasn't okay with this transaction." Um, of course. Like, I I know you didn't mean it like that, but I'm not cool with it. Yeah, no, it's not. That's not a cool thing to say. I didn't get no apology. It's like even after our history question mark, I was like, "Dude, ah, uh, you could have just yeah. like apologized and owned up to it." But like, it really left a sour taste in my mouth, you know? Yeah. Yeah, man. But anyway, yeah. ghosting can be okay, but only if it's mutual go- ghosting. That is yeah. probably the only time it's acceptable. Yeah, even if you've got the ick, even if they annoy you, even if they've said something to piss you off before and they haven't figured it out, um, I still don't think it's acceptable to just ignore. I think it's it's a very important. And it also teaches us to put up our boundaries and to be better communicators, to... Put yourself yes. in that com- uncomfortable position and write a message saying, hey, like, thanks for messaging. Hope you're good. You don't even have to say that. I'd be like, no, nah, yeah. I don't see this going anywhere. We need like rejection lines, right? I mean, yeah. It's not even a fucking rejection. It's just exactly. like honest. Exactly. It's just like, sorry, it's, this it's isn't just honesty. For me. Yeah. Yeah. It's literally just the reason why <laughs> Yeah. you don't want it reason. to happen. But maybe not if it's like, oh, yeah, I don't like your face. Don't say that. Yeah, no, no, definitely don't say that. Just just be blunt, short, no. Curious fuckers, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm going on my third date tomorrow and it's a hiking date. Activities. Hey, perfect. Yes. Activities. Yeah, this has been a really fun episode. Love talking about first dates. And we will be talking about first dates in a non-monogamous situation so like threesomes and if you're planning to open out your non-monogamous relationship or yeah that i think that's it's also very similar rules but we'll we'll do an episode on that because it's fun yeah i'm looking forward to that as well that will be really really good if you like this episode make sure to share it with your friends if you think that they could use this dating advice definitely (laughs) share it with them Give it a rating and a review and obviously follow it if you don't follow our podcast already. Please follow us on social media at Come Curious as well as our personal accounts, Reed Amber X and Florence Park. Um, and of course, Twitter, YouTube and all the other good stuff. Only fans. Only fans and as well. And <laughs> we will see you next Thursday, Curious Fuckers. Bye. See you next Thursday. Oh,